now I just can't do it because <laughs> my experiment worked and to put it in a book would just go backwards. So I'm going to keep moving forward with the voice technology and see how much more I can push through and, and bypass the publishing industry. For Monday, December 2nd, 2019, this is episode 58, Voice, A Faster Way to Publish. For my guest, Amy Summers, her successful PR flash briefing began as an experiment, but it has essentially replaced the need for her to write and publish a book because the outcome and specific results she sought from writing a book have pretty much happened with her Alexa skill in the past year. Welcome to the Beetle Moment Marketing Podcast, a short weekly exploration of marketing, voice technology, and business. I'm Emily Binder. I answer to no one, and I make this for you. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the show. I am here with my friend Amy Summers. Amy is president of Pitch Publicity in New York. Amy launched her company in 2003, and over 20 years, her campaigns have resulted in billions of media impressions worldwide. Amy produces one of the highest-ranked Alexa flash briefings about communications called The Pitch with Amy Summers. Amy, thank you for joining me. Let's talk about publishing and platforms. Okay. Thanks, Emily, for having me on. I'm so excited to to talk with you about this because you know so much about, obviously, the industry with p- publishing and people having platforms for whether it's a book or even audio nowadays. Um, what is going on with the book publishing industry and why why does it seem like it's behind the times? Sure. Well, first of all, I'm a publicist. So it's funny when, when people ask me what I do and I say I'm a publicist, they often confuse that with publisher, not the same thing. Um, the publishing industry is uh, an industry that obviously publishes books, um, but I'm on the other end of that often with clients publicizing either the, just themselves or their services or their products. Uh, but a lot of clients you know, will write a book because that kind of that gives them a platform, and then, and then I end up with them, and we're promoting a book and and using that. So um, I think that you know it's it's changing a lot it, as we get faster with information. The book publishing industry is still kind of going at the same rate, which is now seemingly very slow. Yeah. So. It is slow. I mean, it takes so long to even write a book and then get it published. I remember when you and I met, I was I was really impressed with this idea that you had, which was, what if you don't need to write a full book? What if instead you kind of spoke a little bit of a book every day on something like a flash briefing? Like, could that be this new platform? Right. So that's how I even got into doing flash briefings was last year in the fall, I was, as an entrepreneur, just kind of getting an idea on a different business idea and really interested in disrupting this publishing industry because I see so many clients come through and get frustrated with uh, publishers and not being able to get their material out. And as I was researching this, I explored different technology platforms that might be able to get thought leadership out in a different way, not in the form of a book that traditionally would be on the shelves at Barnes and Noble. And that's where I learned about voice technology and flash briefings. And what hit me was, well, this is interesting because you can bypass that whole process of writing a book outline, submitting it, waiting to get approved. Then you get approved. Now you have to write exactly 300 something pages or whatever they require and 
and all these constraints to get to the book, which may take another year or two years. So as an experiment, I experimented on myself. And that's really why I started the pitch with Amy Summers. Because I took my, you know, 20 years in the PR industry and am now producing every day uh, a communications tip, thought leadership in my industry and putting that out there to see if that could give me, a regular person, a platform and that maybe somebody could also duplicate that and just bypass writing the book. That's amazing. And you you launched it without any expectations. But now if you search on Alexa skills for PR, publicity, pitching, your briefing is at the top of search results. And if you look at the reviews, you and I were talking about this the other day, people find your briefing who've never heard of you, who don't even know who you are. They listen to it. They get a lot out of it because you do a great job at being succinct and you take tips from your business experience. So everything is actionable, things about you know, managing people and communicating. And isn't it true that some people assume that because you have this briefing and you share it on social media that, oh, you must also have a book? Yeah, it's funny. I actually had a um, doctor call me. Uh, she was looking for a publicist and searched online and found me. And we were having a conversation on the phone and she mentioned that she really liked my book. And it, it threw me off for a minute because I didn't know what she was talking about because I haven't written a book. And, and she says, well, your name is Amy Summers, right? And I said, yes. And she says, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your book right here. It's called The Pitch with Amy Summers. And I got really mad in my head because I thought, oh, my gosh, I've already been – my idea's already been taken. And then I realized she wasn't – she was just looking at my posts that I, I make on social media about my flash briefing and she just automatically assumed that I had written a book because I'm putting content out there every day and she's seeing that. So <laughs> it was um, it was a confirmation to me that, yes, okay, you don't have to write a book now. It's just a matter of getting your thought leadership out there, putting out there. And when people see that you're publishing whatever it is every day, that adds credibility to your information and who you are. Yeah. As an expert. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so funny. So you might as well have written a book because people just kind of assume because it's kind of it's like this gold standard that backs up your credibility. And if you're doing it on this platform, you have the branding and it looks good. Uh, there must be a book behind it. I, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I have enough content now. I've done yeah. it for over a year. I mean, I could totally put this into a book. It's ready to go. And that was my backup plan. Like, if okay, if these flash briefings don't work, then I it won't be a waste of my time because now I'll have written that book that I've never written. And I recently had a friend ask me, well, why don't you just put this in a book now? And and now I just can't do it because <laughs> my experiment worked and to put it in a book would just go backwards. So I'm going to keep moving forward with the voice technology and see how much more I can push through and, and bypass the publishing industry. I love that. It's very maverick of you. Uh, <laughs> The thing, the thing that you told me I thought was so cool the other, that came out of this was, you know, you went from not having any real um, notoriety or brand in the voice space to having six speaking gigs just in the past year from having launched this briefing, which was an experiment. How did that happen? Right. So zero notoriety in the voice technology industry at all. Um, all I had was this flash briefing. So... I applied to some of the, the conferences to get in their um, lineup and um, just put down that I had the flash briefing. It had a little blank that said, what books have you written? And I wrote 
the pitch with Amy Summers flash briefing because I figured, well, if they don't accept me on that, then what's the point of this conference? Right. It's a voice conference <laughs> and they're asking you, what book have you written? Right. Like, hmm, what's wrong with this question? So Not to I, say like, books so matter. I got but, in and, yeah. um, you know, that's the other challenge, you know, even when I have clients is if they do get opportunities like speaking gigs um, or a media opportunity, what are you promoting? You know, it's so a lot of people will write books Again, not to make a million dollars because most people are not going to make a million dollars off of writing a book anyway, but it's something to promote. It's something to direct people to that they can go get more information and content. And so I've used the flash briefing in that same way. So when I have a speaking gig or when I'm doing an interview, I, I have somewhere to point people to get more information that's active and living every day. And that's different from a book because you write a book, it's done. And you may do another edition on it, you know, in another year, but this way I can keep as my, as my days go on and I keep encountering new tips, I can keep adding to it every day. It's like a live journal for people to participate with me on. Yeah. It's like a living, breathing book, essentially. Mm -hmm. And people can go back to listen or, you know, essentially read the old chapters because you house the content on your website, right? Yes. And I mean, you can even go back and listen to it on Spotify or any of the other podcasting platforms. Um, and I've had people say that they do that a lot, that they'll binge <laughs> on the pitch with Amy Summers, which I think is really funny, that they'll go in and maybe they're just really having a difficult time with work or communication and, and they'll just start listening to a bunch at once. So maybe they don't listen to it every day, but to get motivated, they might listen to several that apply to them at that time. Yeah, it makes sense. So you were mentioning that a lot of people write books because, sure, it gives it gives you something to sell when you are doing speaking, especially if it is not paid speaking. And people, you want to be able to have some kind of product, right? So right. if you're sending people to your flash briefing, you essentially have a subscriber, um, especially if they subscribe to you on other platforms besides Alexa, because who knows what's really going to happen with flash briefing purely on the Alexa platform. We don't have a crystal ball. But if you have a solid podcast, like it's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's on Stitcher and everything else, I think that's, you know, it, it puts you on more channels, which is is good. But you're not necessarily getting email addresses. So are you ever worried that you have these people and this is the CTA, go, go subscribe to my flash briefing. And then like, how do you monetize them? Or do you even care about doing that? Uh, well, at this point, I'm not really concerned about monetizing because it's still an experiment to me just to see uh, how it's going to be used. But one of the things I did recently was now that I have over 400 of these flash briefings is I've organized them on my website as coursework. So someone can go in and just listen to the ones on motivation or how to close a deal or how to network. And not only will they hear my voice, but they'll actually get the written form of what the flash briefing was about, along with um, application questions so that they can actually work on this. And on, the, on my website, if you sign up for that, then there's a, there's a small fee every month so that you can get all the new ones and it's all organized so that mm. you can kind of do it as coursework. So I agree with you. I think it's always dangerous to put your eggs in one basket with any platform because you don't own it. So you don't know what the, what's going to happen uh, with Amazon or Spotify or Instagram or any of these platforms, but you own your own content. And so what you do with that is really important. And 
distributing it on all these outlets are important because that's how you're going to get to the masses. But I think if somebody's concerned about how to monetize it, you got to bring it back to your brand. Right. You, own it. you have to bring them back to your own house and not the mm-hmm. rented lawn, which is right. whether it's Amazon or Facebook or anything. So that's what what is your website? And if anybody wants to check this out. Sure. It's pitchpublicitynyc.com. And um, when you go to my website, if you click on the advisor tab, there's a lot of options on how to um, work with me. But one of them is the flash briefings. And you hit the flash briefing button, then you can subscribe for $10 a month to whichever um, one that is important to you. I love what you did there with bringing people back to your site and giving them kind of the organized, curated content to make it more helpful and I think the price point is great for the value, $10 a month. You remember you used to go rent movies at Blockbuster and it was like 4 or $5 to rent one movie. If you're getting 30 days of content for $10, it's nothing, really. And this was the, the, the bigger part of my business idea that I had last year was that this is how we would do books in the future. You know, that it would be like a Netflix where you could just, you know, pay a nominal fee every month and have access to all kinds of thought leadership. Not in the same way that, that we're getting it from Audible, for example, because those are books that are being read that have already been written, but I'm talking about new content. So, you know, my hope is that um, other people that that have expertise in different areas of, of business or life or, or whatever they're an expert in will copy what I'm doing because, you know, eventually I want to roll this into like something bigger than just the pitch. I want it to be information that people could get in all areas, whether it's finance, marketing, um, you know, psychology, anything. Right. Um, I, I think you shorter. have- It's shorter than a podcast. And so people can really digest it and move on. It's such a it's such a great format. And the brevity is key for that. I do think you have a formula here. I do think like people are going to copy you because it just makes so much sense. Um to take the flash briefing and then it's, it is a way to monetize it, but it's more than that. It's, it's really establishing the brand and kind of um, cementing what you're doing. So it's not ephemeral. You're creating your audience and you're capturing them, um, you know, on your, on your brand where you need to, to have them so that you can give them more content. Yeah. Um, at one point, I thought about writing a book like Voice Marketing 101, which it almost seems counterintuitive because if it's voice marketing, it probably should be done by voice. <laughs> and <laughs> I was thinking, so what would it take for me to write this? Like, I guess I would have to burrow away for six months and like block out all the uh, distractions, things like that. And you were telling me you had a, a client or a friend, someone who kind of did that. And then what happened when she tried, like her book was supposed to be published, but... Yes, yeah, so a client and friend. Um, I challenged three years ago to um, write her first book before she turned age forty. Um, she has her; she runs her own business. Um, she's really um, well known in New York. And I said, you know, you really to take it to the next step, you should go ahead and write a book. Now, I told her this three years ago, so keep in mind this is before my flash briefing <laughs> um, encounters. Um, but she went and did it, and it was. The hardest part about writing a book, most authors will tell you, is writing the book proposal and the outline and getting that accepted by a publisher. And she did a great job. And that was a process. And it took about a year or so. And she got accepted by a really good publisher and that gave her a deal. And she 
you know, got assignments from them on when parts of the book were due. And she's basically finished it. <laughs> but now she's on a delay with the publisher. They've pushed her book back uh, from the release date of January 2020 to January 2021. And so she's just kind of hanging. Um, and I think that that's, that kinda, I'm upset for her because that puts everything on hold and she's done all the work. Right. That's really frustrating. And then and what do you do another year goes by. I don't know what content, kind of content like she's writing, but if it were mine, mine would be stale in a year. Book, it would be irrelevant practically. Can you imagine that being delayed for two years? It would be outdated. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible. Um, I actually, my dad, when I was a kid, he wrote a book. It was about software testing, but I didn't see him for like six years when I was a kid. He was in the basement writing this tome that finally got published. It was like 950 pages, object-oriented software testing. Um, a, it was a real manual for what it was at the time. And and no one's going to read something that long. This publisher said, you need to split it into two books. He's like, no, it's one book. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> yeah, it didn't fit their, their criteria, which is, again, a very specific <laughs> criteria with so many pages. So. I know. And it's like, and then by the time it's out, it, it, it's it's not even relevant anymore. It's kind of sad. Like the time that went into it and the effort and, and the really thoughtful work. So I, I suppose there is a better way. And I think you might be onto it. Not to say books are going away. I love books. I go to the library. I get paper books all the time. But this is a really powerful medium, especially if you have content that is time sensitive. Right. Anything in thought leadership category, I feel like it changes too much. I even, you know, I have interns that work with us at Pitch Publicity, and it's so funny to me when they're telling me about their classes where they're learning about social media, because by the time they get out of school, it's changed already. I, how can you, it just moves way too fast. Yeah. So what's a lesson in whether it's management or publicity, kind of the content that you talk about in your briefing that you would say is evergreen, like something that never changes, a, a really good tip that you might give on your briefing? Oh, I mean, so many. And that's kind of the premise of my briefing anyway, is that communication tips that I'm giving are classic traditional communication tips. It's just how do we use them in today's world and technology? You know, so for example, um, you know, if you're going to be texting someone, um, you know, how do you communicate with them on text and, and how does that relate to like how you would talk to them in person? And so some conversations don't belong on text and you shouldn't be texting someone. You should, you should be <laughs> calling them. But, you know, sometimes it's just as basic as, as that, but people don't think about it. Hmm. Yeah. with texting. They're thinking about convenience. They're, they're not thinking about what is this how is this coming across on text? And there's definitely some conversations you should never have on text. Like what's a conversation to not have on text? You know, I think that when you're um, upset with somebody, text is not a good platform for that because it's short, it's brief, it's quick. You're, you're firing back too quickly. You're not really thinking about it. And most importantly, you cannot hear the person's tone. And so we interpret how um, we feel that text is coming across in our head. So the way we read it in our head might be totally different than what the person intended. Mm, completely so, agree. Yeah. So somebody asks you, hey, do you want to go to this thing with me on, on Friday night? And you're like, sorry, no, I don't have time. I'm really busy. 
and it's quick and fast like that. Um, and that's just a, a simple, basic one. But if you didn't have time to really think through it and write back and say, oh, thank you so much for asking me. I really appreciate it. Um, unfortunately, I'm not available on that day, but let me know next time. You know, sometimes I think we react too much on, on text and that can cause problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another reason to send a voice message or make a phone call. Right. <laughs> oh, well, um, this has been so much fun. I am really impressed and excited to see what you do next with taking daily content and audio and using it to create a platform and thought leadership. So let people know where they can find you, whether that's your website, social media, just give them all the information. Sure. So um, on my website is the best place to find all of my information. So it's pitchpublicitynyc.com. And from there, if you hit the link that says pitch, you will find everything about my flash briefing right there, including links to all of the um, podcasts, you know, outlets that it's currently on, including Amazon, Spotify, Apple. And um, then if you hit the advisor link, you can go and even sign up for some of the pitch coursework if you want to kind of get more in depth on it. And um, all of my social media links are also on my website. Fantastic. Okay, Amy, thank you so much. Thank you, Emily. If you enjoy this podcast, you'll also like my short daily flash briefing available on Alexa and all the major podcast apps. It's under three minutes long on marketing, voice, and business. Get it at emilybinder.com slash briefing. To find out how to advertise on the show or to consult with me, visit BeetleMoment.com. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.